Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. It is Sunday, October 18th. Today is the day. It is the final day of our coverage for the G1 Climax 30. We officially did have the finals uh, this show, uh, tonight, today, this morning. Uh, me, Joey, and Ryan all watched together. Um, and Rob also watched, but he was not with us. So, um, But this was on at 2 a.m. for us. And we originally did plan on doing the podcast directly after. But unfortunately, one of us fell asleep. Yeah. Um, and, and it was me. Spoiler. So, unfortunately, we didn't do it. But now we're here. And to be fair, we all probably have more energy than we had at, uh, like, 6 in the morning. <laughs> I was dead. So, so it's it's fine. Uh, anyway, our first match, or, no, let's not even do that. I got to do introductions. Whoopsie-daisy. I'm Pat. I'm Ryan. And I'm Joey. Uh, and unfortunately, I can no longer say I am our Deep Six Predictions champion. Uh, it is official. I did say it on night 17, but Rob did win uh, the the Deep Six Championship, so it is no longer in my possession. But you know what? I just was happy to put it on the line for the G1. Uh, As somebody who's been watching New Japan for the past several years, I guess. I don't know when I first... The first time I saw New Japan was 2015, so... Um, And I've been casually following it, and in the past, like, two, three years is when I really got into it. Um, So it's just been nice to be able to get Ryan, Joey, and Rob really into New Japan... And to be able to do it for the podcast and uh, predictions and stuff. So it's, it's, it's quite nice. Um, so, you know, I'm not even upset that I lost. Uh, it was just, it was a fun, it was a fun tournament. I will say that. Um, so Rob does have the championship. He is not here on the podcast today. So no Rob, but he did give us all of his notes and ratings and stuff for the awards. So we will hear from Rob uh, in the form of my voice reading his texts. So yay. Um, as I think that's basically it. Um, but this does finish off our G1 coverage for the entire tournament. So if you've missed any days, uh, you can go back, listen to our reviews if you want. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't yet already. We would really appreciate that. We are on Anchor, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Overcast, and Breaker. So we're on plenty of different options. We'd appreciate you subscribing. Share it. Share it with your friends, your family, your lovers, your children. Your pets, anybody who can listen to it, just your pets. <laughs> share it. You know, we'd love that. Um, so yeah. Uh also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. You can find the links to those in every episode description of our podcast. We'd also appreciate that. So subscriptions and follows, all that stuff always does, you know, gives us an added motivation and helps us out. So we would uh we would appreciate any of that. Thank you in advance if you do decide to follow. Or whatever, and also if you follow us on Twitter, tweet at us. We we are very active in responding. So, you know, if you ever want to tweet us something to talk about on the podcast, you can. Uh, or if you just want to say hi, you can also say hi. We're pretty friendly people. <sighs> that being said, uh, we have uh, we have a nice show today. We're going to talk about the entire card of the finals, um, and then we're also going to give out our G one awards, which is just like a mini award show we're doing of some uh, awards that we decided on a couple weeks ago. And then we'll talk about what the future schedule uh, for us is with New Japan, since we do have more of a solid schedule and we know what's coming. So at the end of the show, we'll talk about that. But up first, let's go through the finals card. Our first match of the night was Chaos versus Suzuki-Goon. It was Goto, Ishii, Yano, and Yoshihashi versus Doki, El Desperado, Taichi, and Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, So a nice eight-man tag to start off the night. I've I've missed these. This, uh, yeah, you know, as, as great as singles matches are, sometimes some multi-mans can be fun. And uh, since the G1 had a new 
uh, new layout this year with uh, in terms of match cards. Because typically G1 usually has your G1 matches and then on the rest of the night is tag matches with everybody else. Um, but instead this year it was a young line match and just the tournament matches. I personally prefer this new layout and I hope they keep it. Yeah, I, I, do, I um, did as well. It's just it's much easier to watch, and they actually mentioned it on commentary. And Rocky said that it keeps everybody fresher um, since guys don't have to wrestle every night. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I hope they do in the future continue that. Yeah, and uh, and it also really helps the young lions because you look at how I mean, it just gives them more of an opportunity to shine. They get to open the show each night, and they're always in front of a crowd that's like ready and anticipating the G one. So yeah. Uh, as for this opening match, um, the the big things here were obviously Goto and Ishii have been teaming for a while now, and you had ZSJ and Taichi on one side, who are the current heavyweight tag champs, so had Goto and Ishii won, they would have gotten a title shot most likely, but Goto, Ishii, and Yoshihashi are all currently the six-man champs, and so Suzuki-gun could have gone for those. Desperado is also a junior champ, but there was no junior on uh, Chaos's side, so that doesn't really have an effect. And Yano also is the provisional KOPW champ. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, the big thing here in this match, you know, I'll let Ryan say it because I know Ryan really wants to say it. Ryan, what what happened in this match? Oh God, the boyhood dream came true. Doki picked up the win for his Booty team. Pin. He pinned Yoshihashi, which makes it seem well. It looks it's like very, Doki it's very clear is going to be part of the three, the six man or yeah. the three man team to go after the six man belts for Suzuki Goon. Something to point out, though, uh, Doki was allowed to pin uh, Yoshihashi. Uh, by uh, ZSJ and Taishi because they hit a uh, Zach uh, Mephisto before beforehand, so he had a little help. But yeah, he he picked up a win, like he picked up like a pinfall, like himself. Yeah, he wasn't just on the winning team; he got the pin. Um, yeah, he deserved it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Ryan's a big Doki Mark. If you can't, yeah, that. yeah, that's a that's an interesting thing. I just, um, I just want the man to do well. He deserves do it. You? Sure. Do you, though? Yes. There's no reason for him not to be doing well. Okay. He's, he's very serviceable in the ring. And he's got a unique look. Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> um, I thought this was a good match, though. Um, yeah, I was. I was expecting. A I think. Good one I think uh, Saber was definitely the star of this match. Um, Absolutely, he's just. Uh, he's he's great. He's absolutely um, great. Yeah, it's just a shame that Yoshihashi had like this breakout G one, and uh, and then gets pinned by Doki. Pinned it's by a, Doki. It's a, little, a little confusing. Maybe he rubbed someone backstage the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Gato, Gato said you're, supposed to you're having suck, a great year, but you uh, can't have that good of a year. So yeah, no, it's because it's it's everybody keeps on saying he he had a really impressive G one where he only got four points. Uh, so they're like, yeah, you had you you had good matches, but just remember, you're still basically Yujiro Takahashi for chaos. Um. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, do, do, do. Uh, so yeah, that was our opening match of the show. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't recall. Did Rob say anything about the rest of the matches? No, no he did not. So he just has our tournament stuff. That's fine. Um, so yeah, that's our opening match. Our next match is Hiromu and Shingo taking on Suzuki and Kanemaru. I was a bit confused by why they put Hiromu in this match instead of Bushi and and in the match with um, Naito later on because mm-hmm. Evil uh, Evil and Hiromu got into it at the B Block Finals, so I thought Hiromu would have been there, but no, uh, he was teaming with Shingo here, uh, which I mean I'm fine with. This was a really solid tag match. Uh, again, as expected with Hiromu, Shingo, Suzuki, and Kanemaru, that's a Pretty solid four guys, and really the the big thing coming out of this is that um, <clears throat> Shingo and Hiromu likely are going to be challenging for these respective belts. Shingo going for the Never title with uh, with Suzuki at Power Struggle, I would assume, and probably Hiromu and Bushi taking on Kanemaru and Desperado either at Power Struggle or on one the one of the Road to Power Struggle shows. Um, and also probably teasing a match between the two during Best of the Super Juniors. Um, so yeah, um, I don't really have much else to say. Post-match, Suzuki and uh, Shingo were pretty much just brawling at ringside and having to be held back by the Young Lions. And Hiromu took the junior title, um, the junior tag title. So yeah. Also, Kanemaru may or may not have broken the junior tag title Um, (laughs) because Hiromu gave it back to him and then Kanemaru threw it back into the ring and like it looked like the the main plate was like falling off of the the belt. So, yeah, um, fair, fair enough. Joe, you got anything to say on this one, buddy? Um, yeah, again, I thought it was another solid tag team match. Um, I feel like we do, I mean, we haven't seen a tag match in forever, it feels like, so it feels a little fresh, um, after just watching basically tag matches all the time, like in the last few months for New Mm -hmm. Japan. Um, so it was nice to see like everyone back. Um, and yeah, I thought it was pretty good, pretty good, pretty good stuff. Yeah. Well, if you miss tag matches, buddy. You're getting plenty of them in uh, November and December. Yeah. I was just happy to see Um, Hiromu and uh, Kanemaru back in the ring. Yeah, that's Yeah, no, I'm excited for uh, World Tag League, though. We'll see, uh, you know, some... Maybe we'll see some new teams formed. Possibly. Um, So, yeah, that should be exciting stuff. Up next, we had Gato, Jay White, Kenta, and Taiji Ishimori taking on Hiroshi Tanahashi, Jeff Cobb, Juice Robinson... And the return we were all waiting for, <laughs> Master fucking Wild. Oh, he's back. I cannot wait and just look for him in uh, Best of the Super Juniors. I think he's going to have a really good tournament, um, and he's really going to put himself out there. N- not saying yeah. he's going to win it, because I don't think he's going to win it, but he is going to like really prove himself, and he's going to put himself to the next level. Um, yeah, uh, well, the big thing here coming out of this match is that his team did win. He did not pick up the win over Ishimori. Right. The pin, you mean. Uh, Gato, yeah, sorry, but Gato, I mean, win pin, same thing. Uh, Gato is the one who took the pin in this match. Well, um, he tapped out, but yeah. Yeah, but he still Yeah, lost. he lost. Of course, um, I mean, he, of yeah. course, if you looked at that card, you would see if, who was taking the pin. <laughs> like, if you, if you saw the match. <laughs> 
It was going to be uh, so. Yes, most likely a power struggle. Tanahashi's going to challenge Kenta for the briefcase, uh, his U.S. title shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, Master Wado theoretically could challenge Ishimori for the junior title. I don't know if they're going to um, do that since Best of the Super Juniors is They coming. had him backstage um, in like a promo okay. thing, and he did say that he wants to go after Ishimori in his title. Well, there you go. So that could be a power struggle match. Yeah, I, I try to watch like all those promos and stuff. Yeah. Uh, at this point, we got our intermission, and Chris Carlton teased that we were finding something out about Wrestle Kingdom, and so they threw it to the video package. Typically, Wrestle Kingdom receives its like official announcement, and they show the logo and everything mm-hmm. off uh, on the G1 Finals. And now that I'm here. Oh. Oh, what the fuck? I didn't even get the noise that you're hearing. Yeah. Rob's here now. Uh, here uh, I yeah, am. I'll deliver the that news that Wrestle Bush's Kingdom all over it. is two nights again. Basically. Man, didn't. This man didn't even say yeah, that. Nope. Here to deliver that special news, just crashing the podcast. It's your champion. No, is, is he alive? The glorious Robbie Rotten. That's that's cool. Yeah, there you go. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Rob. You jumping in pretty pretty good yeah. timing here. Oh, I don't I don't actually little... hear Rob. You can't hear no, Rob. It's like that thing we have when I couldn't hear Ryan that one time. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, well, Joe, if you want to try to leave our stream and come back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Apologies for the uh, technical difficulties. Yeah. We will continue well, while we leave. Well, Joey leaves and tries to fix his thing. Um, oh, no, I hear him now. Then... Yeah, oh, I'm, okay. I'm here. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. This is, this is the downfall of doing a podcast, not all together. But to be fair, we don't all have recording equipment yeah. for a podcast. Regardless, hey, man, so I got the equipment, one day. so you just let me know. Yeah, one day we'll just do a podcast on the moon. Yeah, I'm down. Um, Rob, what do you think about Master Wada challenging uh, Ishimori for the junior title? I'm all for it if it happens. I don't okay. know. I honestly, like, I watched last night, but I didn't really pay attention to most of the matches. So okay. I was, it was just kind of background noise until the main event. So I was kind of not really there. Um, well, most likely we'll fill you in here. Uh Doki, Taichi, and ZSJ are likely challenging for the six-man belts because mm-hmm. uh, Doki pinned mm-hmm. Yoshihashi. Uh, Hiromu and Bushi will likely be challenging Kanemaru and Desperado for the junior tag. Shingo and Suzuki are going to have a rematch for the Never Belt at Power Struggle, most likely. And yeah, that's that's all. That now. sounds pretty so, solid to me. Yes, and so we got our Wrestle Kingdom announcement here, and as Rob said, it is two days again, which I was shocked at just because, uh, I mean, it was a big success this year, but part of the reason that it happened was that 4 and 5 of January fell on a weekend, and this year it does not, so it's interesting that they're still doing it. I'm not complaining, because the two-night Wrestle Kingdom was great uh, this year. What nights uh, are they? Like, what uh, week? Hey. Uh, I can get I it up it's real quick. A Sunday or Sunday and Monday. Okay. I think Ryan's right. It is January. Uh, no, it's a Monday, Tuesday. That actually, uh, I I mean, they're not doing it for that. They always have the same days every time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, well, regardless, they would have done January yeah. 4th, but the fact that they're doing the 5th as well. Um, I mean, maybe they just saw it as a big success. So yeah, why not? Sure. Again, I'm not really, I'm, gonna I'm all for it. Yeah. And again, worth noting, uh, the the logo was all Kota Ibushi's colors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so a little bit of a spoiler, um, I guess. They also should, like they the other thing that I, I thought was a spoiler was um, they 
I didn't think they, just, they, showed, they showed a bunch yeah, of Yeah, but they didn't show anybody that, like, they didn't show somebody with a, a title that they don't have. Uh, but they showed a bougie with the G1 briefcase. Uh-huh. Um, so I thought that was a spoiler. Yeah, again, I, I don't think that was necessarily a spoiler. But um, but again, anybody with, you know, probably a sound mind out of uh, seeing this final would have chosen a bougie since the guy is signed full-time and Sonata is not. I mean, hey, they could have done a big big announcement after the show. like That yeah. Sonata had signed? I guess. Um, anyway, our next match was Okada and Sho taking on Will Ospreay with B Priestley and the debut of the Great Okan. Oh, yes. And, oh, my God. He had his full costume on. I love this, man. He had the gold robes. He had the question mark over his face. Uh, commentary was explaining that apparently uh, it's supposed to represent some type of, like, Mongolian folklore creature. Yes. And that's why he has, like, his weird walkout that he does. I like it. I think it's a very interesting look. Uh, definitely makes him stand out. And in ring, I thought he backed yeah. it up. Uh, he looks like a dominating presence. He has a good... He, he looks like a scary guy. The the pointed teeth mouth guard he has looks good. The hair and beard looks good. He's buffed up and, like, slimmed down. He doesn't look like a fat boy. Um, his gear again stands out and his moveset's also pretty good. Uh, big fan of the, like the double shoulder chops that Tenzan does, but instead of the commentary going, uh, Okan just screeches. Yeah. <laughs> he's, 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 uh, he's terrifying. terrifying. Yeah, he was, he was a lot, he was a lot of fun. I really, yeah, yeah I, really I like the, I like the team of him and Osprey. I think B did really well as a manager here. She got involved at points, like actually doing like wrestling moves. Like, um, so it, it'll be interesting to see how they use her going forward. She also came out with her SWA championship from stardom. So, uh, they are starting to, this is our first look at if a stardom new Japan crossover could happen. And, and she I think also in her ring with, year as well. Yeah. Um, and I think with with Wrestle Kingdom being two nights again this year, I think there is a pretty good chance there might be some stardom matches Agreed. on the show. And if not, they'll be. On I'm the honestly show. surprised um, it hasn't happened really before. I'm surprised it's not like, I don't know. I would think they would have already had a big partnership. Um, uh, well, to be fair, they didn't become a like they weren't bought by the same people until before Wrestle uh, Kingdom I, last year. Still, it just seems like they go hand in hand to me, personally. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I think we'll probably get that. Uh, how this match finished? Great Ocon basically just murdered everybody, pulled out an a- AK f- mm-hmm. AR 15, mm-hmm. and just <laughs> Okada is no longer in existence. Yeah, what a shame. Um, but no, in uh, in all seriousness, Will Ospreay got the win here uh, on show using the figure four. I really uh, liked how so the elevated did, yeah, version. Yeah. Of I don't like the I don't like the sound of that because he has some of the best finishers, and why would he use like a lame finisher so, that everybody else uses? Well, to be fair, he's <laughs> if he's gonna be like a big heel guy, him him doing like I feel like the hidden blade. The hidden blade is a heel finisher. The hidden he should use the <laughs> if he's gonna use a submission, then sure, figure four is a classic. He can't go wrong with it. But if he's gonna use like an actual like. Like finisher hidden, he get rid of Stormbreaker for this heel run. It's a cool move, but it is like a big, like flashy thing. The hidden blade. Just I honestly, when I watch his matches, I don't think of the Stormbreaker as like the move that wins the match. He wins it with the hidden blade. The Stormbreaker is just like the exact like cherry on top. It's it's a cool um, move, so... but I don't see it as being a super devastating move. The hidden That's blade fair. looks like it kills I definitely... him every time. 
Yeah, I definitely think that going forward for this run, this new heel run as the leader of Empire, as mm-hmm. he's calling the group. The British Empire. Uh, that's yeah. not sure. necessarily mm-hmm. for certain. They have said it a couple times, though. So Yeah. I think it's just going to be the Empire. I don't think that they're going to limit it to British yeah, Empire. Yeah, because then it would kind of um, like mean that they'd have to get only... It would be weird to have the Great Okan there, who is Mongolian, or is like a Mongolian gimmick. Yeah, I wonder who's going to join. Uh, I've pointed out last night that I think if they're going to go uh, this route, um, I think that I could see uh, some people from RevPro getting added into this um, since there is already the partnership. Uh, Great Ocon is currently tag champ in uh, RevPro with Rampage Brown, uh, so I could see Rampage getting added to the group. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he's a really, really talented. Uh, like go, like if you have not seen a Rampage Brown match, uh, he is really damn good. Um, he was basically a focal point of uh, WCPW and Defiant Wrestling uh, for a while. Um, so yeah, check him out. Um, and I think if he is brought into the fold, that would be a really good. Uh, addition. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, we'll see what happens with Robbie Eagles. He's the other person to keep an eye on since he is uh, part of a tag team with Osprey as the Birds of Prey. Um, so whenever Eagles comes back to New Japan, uh, we will likely get some drama between him, Osprey, and Okada to see where Eagles' allegiances lie. So the that the I would say Rampage since he has the ties to Ocon and Eagles are probably the two top people you should keep your eyes on in regards to who might yeah. join this group. Yeah. Um, and I also wouldn't be surprised if somebody from Stardom has to join Chaos to be the um, you know the the foil mm-hmm. for B and you could potentially see like a mixed tag match yeah. happen. Um, I feel like that probably makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I don't know who would be that because again i don't really watch stardom uh but we'll find out uh our semi-main event that's favorite match. evil and yujiro takahashi with dick togo versus bushi and tetsuya naito i could give absolutely two fucks about this i do not want to see another that's evil. more than i would have expected match. you to give honestly um i, I don't care about seeing another evil oh, but we match, will. especially for both titles but after this match, we did officially get evil challenging. Oh, it is. He one. did challenge for both. Yeah, he held, he held well, up he, both he the picked, titles. He picked up Why both do they titles. Keep doing so... that? I thought they were separating. Well, because it's evil, and evil has to. Oh my god! Just separate the damn titles. Everybody so, wants evil it. Evil will be challenging. Evil, <laughs> evil will be challenging Tetsuya Naito likely in the main event of Power Struggle. For both the Intercontinental and Heavyweight Championship, uh, I have nothing to say about this yeah. match. I don't remember anything about it besides yeah, Evil and Evil. Yeah, one. Evil uh, submitted uh, Bushi with the Scorpion Deathlock. That's pretty much. It's pretty much it. Everyone using match. finish just, uh, submissions all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, Evil's always. Uh, used well, Pat- I don't think I've ever seen. You know what? I think I did see him used against Sonata, but that's it. Um. So yeah. Uh, but that was that was that was our undercard. It did set up pretty much the entire power struggle card. Mm-hmm. So uh, good to see that card does look pretty good outside of the main event. Uh, so yeah, and, um, and, and I would also ass- um, we um, 
there is going to be the post G1 press conference at some point in the next few hours, I'd assume, because it's like, yeah, it's, it's oh, yeah. 8.30 now in Japan, so, in the morning, so. <sighs> yeah, they did, um, whatchamacallit, so we do know that they have the post-G1 press conference where they'll be addressing, obviously, Ibushi as the G1 winner, um, they'll probably announce who he's defending his briefcase against, which we will talk about shortly, and, uh, and also there's the, we should be getting some announcements for Power Struggle as to what the actual card is, and probably the Road to Power Struggle shows that we know are now happening, uh, in very short time. The first ones are this The first week. one. Um, then we yeah. have a nine-day so, break. Uh, yeah, well, the Road to Power Struggle begins this week, so. Uh, as much as I love the G1, um, I, I don't mind not having to watch tournament matches for a while, little while. I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, yeah, it's nice, it's nice to have a little break. Yeah, it is nice to have a little break. Um, so I'm not going to complain. Um, and then in our main event, the finals of the G1 Climax 30, the 2020 G1 Climax, we had Sonata versus Kota Ibushi, baby. Uh, this... This is it's officially the longest G1 by 12 finals, seconds. right? By 12 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh none of I can confirm none of us got the uh the time correct. I came the closest. It was the 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 final time was 35 minutes and 12 seconds. I had 35 minutes and 31 seconds. I was probably so, second because I was 34 34. Yep. You were you were indeed. But second. you know what? Thank goodness for that because that was the only possible way I could have lost. Because I had a commanding nine-point lead walking into the night, you got the bonus points. It, it, it's trimmed to eight Yeah, points. so you finished with so an eight-point lead over me. The G1 Climax champion by a good margin. Yeah. Um, as for the match itself, uh, as soon as... <laughs> within the first five minutes of this, you could tell this was going to yeah, go long absolutely. just because of how slow it started. Uh, that is the story with New Japan, is if a match starts very slow-paced, you know you're going to be in for quite a long match, and <laughs> yep. we got that. Uh, so the first five, ten minutes of this was very, very just slow. Uh, not mm-hmm. in like a bad yeah. way, it was just, you know, it's just them setting the, the stage. Uh, and then the last 15, 20 minutes of this yes. really picked up, and we had two of the closest near falls I have yes, ever 100%. seen in my life. Uh, they were both insane. If this crowd was allowed to cheer, this place would have I literally heard been cheer going a little ballistic. bit at the end, the yeah. last couple of moments. Yeah, yeah, this. So they did. They did get the the big one was yeah. the, the second one, um, that got like mm-hmm. an audible yeah, gasp. Sonata had him. So that was really cool. Like, to hear. Little roll up thing where he folds his arms. Uh, and yeah, Abushi kicked out like at two point nine nine. Dude, say. for real. Ryan is or two point five nine. No, I would say honestly two point nine nine. You're you're yeah. right there on it. Wait, no, wait. Didn't they say what it was? It was like two point nine eight or something. Well, yeah, I sent the clip in the group yeah. chat. Somebody put a timer up. It was two point nine eight. Yeah, it was insane. Which is the closest? So. Which is the closest? Ever. These two had great chemistry. I'd love to see them wrestle again. What a match! What yeah. a way to close out the tournament. Yeah. This very nearly um, made my top five. Mm-hmm. It did not quite, but it was close. Uh, yeah, I won't talk about mine yet, but yeah, this was really good. Not my favorite G1 finals match. Uh, I did prefer Naito and Omega and also Ibushi and Jay last year, uh, over this, but still really damn good. 
Um, and again, the, the kickouts at the end got actually mm-hmm. insane. <laughs> um, and we got, we got, uh, Sonata kicked out of the Kamigoye. And at that point I was like, Oh fuck, Sonata's going to actually win this. And then Abushi said, uh, uh-uh, uh, and hit a second yeah. one and put him down. It was um, also an exposed so, Kamigoye. Just, so. Ooh, I like yeah. when Abushi's exposed. Uh, this was referred ooh. to by Reddit as the handsome battle. So, yeah. because they consider both men to be extremely yeah. handsome. Uh, Which is fair. They're I heard pretty, Sonata pretty described guys. as the uh, pirate prince. No, the pirate lord or something. And uh, pirate ooh. princess. <laughs> Ibushi was the elven prince. So. I guess he kind of has an elfish look. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, can, I can see that. Oh, that's some horny. He also looks like a goddamn child. Elf from like Santa or anything. They're talking about like <laughs> Middle, Middle Earth Elfing. type elf, obviously. Yes, yes, yes. You've never watched, so you don't um, Shut up. Y- <laughs> I'm kidding, Joey. No, I know what I'm an kidding. Elf is. I'm kidding. I'm not talking about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, really solid stuff here. Yeah. Um, nice way to close out the tournament. And Ibushi is uh hits his his mark. He uh he become he, he three consecutive G one appearances in the finals. Um, so congrats to Ibushi for that. And he's also the third I man to win mm-hmm. two back to back, joining Chono, who also was here. Worth yeah. noting, Chono came out before the match. Uh, it was a shame we did not get Chono's actual theme music. Instead, we got uh dub. But oh well. Uh, and he also did present Abushi the trophy and the flag. Uh, and Tenzan is the other man uh, who also appeared on the show he, with Master Wano. Chono looked like he um, fell asleep during the show. Like, after after the thing, he was I just, like, 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 like that. He, it's just because of how he looked. He was very clearly yeah, talking. how he looks and how he has his glasses on. <laughs> his glasses are so yeah, goofy. He, he, he could have easily snuck a little nap in with those glasses. It's not that they look goofy. That's literally <laughs> his look. He's worn them like his, since he became the, like the Yakuza boss gimmick. Yeah, well, um, he's, he's so... not a Yakuza boss anymore. He's, he's retired. Anyway, uh, he also had a necklace on that looked eerily similar to the... Uh, What's what's it called from Yu-Gi-Oh? Oh, oh the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Millennium Puzzle. Um, so cool. Uh, uh, yeah, I would give the show a thumbs up. A nice thumbs up to close the tournament. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, the tag matches all set up a good power struggle card. Besides the main event for me and the finals between Sonata and Abushi was genuinely uh, should, really good. Should you talk about what happened in the post match press conference? Well, everybody, I want oh. everybody to give their thoughts it, on the final. Uh, thumbs, thumbs up. up. Uh, like I said, I only watched the last match. Uh, but the last match was really good, so thumbs up. Uh, <clears throat> post-match, we went backstage for Abushi's uh, little celebration. Uh, this man, what was the, yeah, what so was the it was called uh, Z- Zima? Zima. Uh, which yeah. it, it, uh, Abushi, like, so, deep-throated uh, that bottle. According, according, <laughs> so, interesting, when they got back there uh, with the Zima, uh, Kevin Kelly was like, I don't think Abushi drinks. Abushi, like, either doesn't know how, like, Kevin Kelly either doesn't know what Abushi does in his spare time, even though he claims that Abushi texted him saying, I miss you and I want to see you um, <laughs> earlier on the show. Um, but yeah, uh, th- this man, uh, once again, Abushi deep throated his, uh, deep throated yeah. his Zima bottle. Um, 
Um, so, <laughs> uh, anyway, so Abushi's sitting down, getting ready for his press conference. Off in the distance, we hear clapping. And who is the one clapping? The camera pans to the right, and here comes Big Bad Jay White in his uh, gym pants. Comes on over. He asks Abushi to pull him up a chair. Abushi just looks at him like, what are you doing? And Jay's like, oh, I'll get a chair myself. Goes over to the corner, grabs a chair, sits down with Abushi. Abushi Azima. hands him a Zima bottle very yeah. aggressively. <laughs> And Jay basically says, uh, you can't beat me, uh, which is ironic since literally last year in the G1 Finals, Ibushi <laughs> did just that and beat Jay well, White. Well, yeah, according to Jay um, White, he's never be- uh, Ibushi never beats him, never has beaten him. Revision? Uh, well, that's Revision Jay White, that's Jay White for you. Um, and he basically said that he beat him in the tournament, and so he will be challenging for the briefcase, and Ibushi said any time, so we will likely be getting Kota Ibushi and Jay White at Power Struggle for this briefcase, and if it's not a Power Struggle, theoretically, that could be the night one main event of Wrestle Kingdom, is Jay White versus Kota Ibushi. Who was the other the person that beat uh, Ibushi? Was it Shingo? Okay, so there you go. Yeah. So if it's not, yeah, so Shingo could challenge it. Power struggle well, potentially, no, yeah. but no, he's so, facing yeah. Suzuki. Hopefully, so I don't know. I, we'll find out again too, because their their match in the tournament was great as well. Yeah, we'll definitely find out what they're doing with that shortly. I would assume we might find that out mm-hmm. on the press conference. The big thing here is Jay White is uh, I've seen uh, Jay White feels like one of the first people who could actually win this briefcase. Uh, nobody has ever won the briefcase uh, in a challenge before. I think Jay White has a credible chance to win this thing. I don't know if I see it happening, but I think there is a there's a I would say it's like I, a 50/50 I chance think he that Jay could. White could win this. I wouldn't I don't think he will, but I think he definitely has a chance. Like I wouldn't count him out. Yeah. Um we'll have to see where this match falls. Um if it's in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom, I think of like one of the night, if it's on like the main event of night one, I think his chances drastically go up because mm-hmm. they could do a big angle. Um, but we'll definitely see. Also, uh, I did predict uh, when me and Ryan talked about the G1 finals on our previous episode of this, uh, that I saw uh, this match involved. It's worth noting throughout this match and throughout the entire night, uh, commentary was saying how this is just going to be a straight up wrestling match, no interference, and they really they laid did. this on yeah. thick. Um, so I, so I was like, oh shit, my prediction's coming true. Cause if you listen to our previous show, I had thrown out the bold prediction that Suzuki Goon was going to get involved yes, on the behalf of Kota Ibushi <laughs> and that Kota Ibushi would be joining a uh, Suzuki Goon. Um, that did not happen, but theoretically, if Kota loses the briefcase, we could eventually, we could see a Kota I, Ibushi heel turn. He did. Even after the he... match, he cut a promo like, I'll never turn my back. I'll, the, I'll yeah, be he, the best he, friend ever. Exactly. Yeah. He, Please turn your back. He cut Kota. the Kota, he cut Everybody the Cody Rhodes it. promo. No, it's because I, I've already said who's going to turn his back on Kota. It's going to be, it's oh, going to be that, it. that dastardly old horny man, Hiroshi Tanahashi. How do you not like Tanahashi? <laughs> Tanahashi is amazing. When I, I, I see him on those uh, those Tokon shop commercials, smiling when that girl walks by wearing his shirt, oh, I just love and him. I love him so much. Fills Rob's heart with joy. And when when Tanahashi wins a match and Tanahashi starts doing the air hugs to the crowd, Rob goes. Rob I stands. Lo- I up do. And I love that man. Himself. He's so great. I love it too. It's yeah. It's very wholesome stuff. I don't he's get so it. Either. I don't get right. And he's and the Ibushi hate too. I don't get it. He's great too. I don't have any hatred for Ibushi. 
There's that that's false. I just do I just do not connect with the man. Oh, he's so good. I mean, I get it. Anyway. He's got to like oh, he can I guess he's kind of a bland baby face, but he's so good in the ring, it doesn't matter. Um so we will we will see what the the situation is with the briefcase uh moving forward again. We probably will uh we'll we'll find out something soon about that, I would assume. Yeah. Um, check in New Japan to see if they've posted anything about when this is happening. I yeah, mean, do you have a time for when the press conference is? I don't see anything, so a bit weird that they haven't announced anything. Um, that's kind of weird for New Japan to not be on top of that. Uh, I'm checking New Japan World real quick. Um, moving forward, oh, I found it. Uh, so the press conference is uh, 2 a.m. for us. So tomorrow morning we will we'll know what is going on. Cool. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so the next part of this podcast that we want to do is our G1 Awards. Uh, so basically how we're doing this is we, we came up with a list here. Uh, and so we have the G1 MVP, which is our most valuable player, like overall best performance, who really mm-hmm. stood out to us. Uh, the least valuable player, who who like was the bottom of the barrel, uh, even if they did like okay or good, but was just the most like not extraordinary person. Uh, our G1 breakout, who really uh, like was your big like surprise, um, which also again it could be the same as your MVP. Um, but who really stood out in terms of breaking out in this tournament to to show you that they are like uh, a future star or whatever. And then the G1 fake out, which is who is the most disappointing. Uh, and I made the stipulation that the, the fake out, because it's not the, the least valuable player, could not be Yujiro Takahashi. This is just most disappointing. So somebody that you were expecting to deliver mm-hmm. more and they didn't. So uh, no Yujiro because we all did not expect from Yujiro. And then we all have put together our top five matches of the tournament. It's not necessarily in order, but we all have five matches, which are our favorites. So those are the awards, and we will be doing those next. Actually, before we get into this, I have a uh, a challenge to propose. Uh, It's kind of sort of what Ryan wants, but not really, because it's not the correct show. (laughs) And to, to iterate, the title will not be on the line. Because I just won the title, and I think I earned it in this long tournament. So, okay, I want to ch- I want to put a challenge for Hell in a Cell. We're gonna do non-title, but the winner will get to choose. Okay, so for people that have punishments that they have not yet done, if they win, then those punishments will be erased, and they will not have to do them, or. If their people don't have punishments to do, then they can choose their lottery picks for full gear. And I'm not a, the I'm loser. Not to that we don't have to have a punishment really for confused. that if we don't want to. There's no big deal. Yeah, as, like Hell in a yeah. Cell is typically a big show, and there is the big Sasha Banks and Bailey match. But aside from that, it is just technically a show of a bunch of rematches. Um, so I'm and there's I'm there's no reason not to do it because also... if you lose, you're not gonna like lose anything really. Yeah, honestly, Ryan, this is a way out for you and Angelo because yeah. you guys yeah. have punishments. I figured it's some incentive to um, have some fun. Predict Hell in a Cell. Why not? Yeah, I I That's really fun. I don't have an issue with that. I will. I I will. I will vote yes for that. For me. Cool. 
Oh, all right. So there you go. That's our Hell in a Cell thing. Uh, Sam and Angelo and Jake will be surprised about that because uh, Angelo occasionally listens to the podcast and Sam listens when he's on that goddamn <laughs> yeah, right. fucking narcissist. That's so oh. weird. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, if, I guess sometimes maybe I mean, like I am now, maybe he hey, makes I won't be on this Wednesday. I'm I'm gonna probably be oh, okay. well, every other Wednesday from now on because band practices. So it's unfortunate, but it has to be done. Um, what the hell is a band? Well, me and Joey will hold yeah. down the fort for dynamite. Me and Joey, me and Joey will take care of it. Um, and Ryan, if he decides to. Um, but okay, so that'll be hell in a cell. So there's your nice little surprise mm-hmm. announcement from Rob, um, a champion's declaration, and we will move on to our G1 awards. So for our G1 awards, uh, we will start with, I guess we'll just start with our uh, MVP. Sounds sure. sounds right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So everybody has their list ready. Everybody yes, sir. knows what they're talking about. Okay, yeah. I will go first. My MVP of this tournament, none other than who I referred to the MVP the entire time when we're doing these reviews. Tomohiro Ishii, baby. This man sure. goddamn wrestled full speed ahead for every single night of this tournament. Did not slow down. For the age he is, this man tore it down every single night. Had some of the biggest like standout matches of the tournament. I honestly probably could have filled my top five matches with Ishii matches. The dude killed it, as he always does. And he will probably go down as the best person in New Japan history to never hold the uh, heavyweight championship. Unless they do eventually give him a shock win. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but you never know. Um, but mm-hmm. Ishii really tore it down for me. I love him so much, and... Uh, he, without a doubt, gets my MVP. Uh, I actually had Ishii as mine for a long time, and he's 100% deserving of it. And I I understand why you picked him, but I actually did not. I chose Kota Ibushi. Uh, you know, weird to pick the winner, but I just really feel like Ibushi delivered in every single match. Uh, a lot of people did. You know, Shingo did as well. Ishii did as well. Osprey, Naito as well. Um mm-hmm. Even Tanahashi had some great ones, but uh, I just think everything that Kota did was fantastic, and uh, especially the match with Tai Chi. What a match! Um, I actually seriously also considered Toroyano because every single match he had, I looked forward to. Like I was like, "Oh, when's Yano going on? I want to see his match," and he makes me smile every match. So, but it's Kota Ibushi. Yeah, I'll accept that. Makes sense. Ryan? Uh, I am going to go with uh, the Holy Emperor himself, Tai Chi. Uh, I just really thought that he showed out uh, this tournament. Um, As somebody who hadn't seen too many solo Tai Chi matches uh, leading up to this year, uh, seeing it first in the New Japan Cup, he was very solid. Uh, and then in uh, this G1, I thought that he really excelled. I thought uh, going off of Rob's point, him versus Ibushi was an outstanding match. Um, I thought that him versus Suzuki was a really good match. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just thought that he, I wasn't expecting it. Uh, him to have as good of a G1 that he did. Um, and every match that I could think of, uh, he really excelled in it. 
I definitely have come out of the tournament with a lot more love for Tai Chi as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tai Chi definitely is up there. I think he really showed that he can go as a wrestler. Um, so I, I have no issue. With yeah. I love Tai Chi. Joey, you round us off for this one. <laughs> okay. Um, this shouldn't be any surprise to any of you because I love this man. Um, my MVP is, uh, the switchblade himself, Jay White. Um, I just really think that, you know, his, he in, like inhabits his character so well. Yeah. He does. Um, and I thought, I thought it was on full display in this entire tournament. And he can also, you know, he also proves that he can like hang, he can wrestle with the best of them. And then he can also do like, you know, a really dirty heel promo and like really makes you think that he's a scumbag and it's, it's mm-hmm. I don't know. He's he's honestly a superstar. Like, like this man is like mm-hmm. beyond a superstar. Um so yeah, Jay White is my MVP of this. Um, like I wouldn't call him one of the best in the ring, but he's got the full package. Like he's so good at everything he does. He's really good in the ring, but he's just like Yeah, I mean he's no oh. doubt one of yeah, one one of the best heels in wrestling. Oh, hundred percent I agree. Yeah, Yo, so. that's why. Uh, that's why I've said Jay White's been my favorite wrestler for the past. Few I years. see why. I now. Yeah, see why. I see it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I'm just gonna go out on an assumption. Uh, we have our least valuable player. Did we all choose Yujiro Sakai? Uh, yeah, I did. I did. I did not. Oh my uh, god. Okay. I want to say though that my <laughs> next in line was Goto. Uh, I okay. just feel like most of his matches weren't that good. He had a couple that were good. But most Goto, of them, Goto meh. was an option for me as well. Uh, he's say. just boring to me. I don't know. Not into him. Um, uh, yeah, Yujiro, I'll just say this about Yujiro. I'm not going to say Yujiro had like the worst tournament I've ever seen. Um, the man did have a couple solid matches. He opened the show or he opened the tournament against Osprey. Yeah, that was fine. And he, was he held his own against Osprey and went full speed there. Uh, his match with Ishii was really solid. Um, his the final match he had with Yoshihashi getting his upset with Mazare, um, and the match he had with not Okada. The match with Okada was the only tournament that the only match in the tournament I actively disliked. Um, you said no, Yoshihashi. There were, there were he, a couple. He wrestled, he wrestled Jeff Cobb. Yeah, I think there was one match I rated worse than that, actually. Um, okay. I think it was a Goto uh, match. Was it Goda and Kent, or Goto and Kenta? Goto and Kenta got a bad rating for me. I don't remember yeah, exactly go. what. Um, but yeah, uh, Yujiro, Yujiro is not again. Yujiro isn't like the worst wrestler in the world. He's just a very boring wrestler. Um, yeah, and he doesn't really do anything for me. Uh, and so, but his role in this tournament was to he doesn't work a stiff uh, style. He doesn't do big strikes. Um, and he doesn't have these super long matches. So everybody facing him gets a little break. Yeah, um, compared to when you have like Kota Abushi who's kicking your soul out and of your body, and he's very safe. Oh, I, you know what it was? Yeah. Suzuki and Yujiro was my worst. I don't know why. Okay, I just didn't like their um, match. I guess I don't really remember. I don't remember it. It was just I, basically it was basically uh, Suzuki trying to kill Yujiro. Yeah. I mean that sounds good, but I guess it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, Ryan, you have to tell us who is your least valuable player for the G one and why? Uh, I put Yoshihashi. And Oof. the reason that I put Yoshihashi, what the fuck, is going to trigger back is because Which is, honestly, weird. <laughs> I think like he had some really good matches. Don't get me wrong, but he also had some like every match that wasn't him versus Evil him, and him versus Tanahashi uh, was basically a very forgettable match for me. Um, I don't disagree yeah. with that point. I don't think um, his matches were that special. Aside, from also. A also, coming into this tournament, 
Uh, he, he had just won his first title ever. Um, and I was like, oh, he's gonna, he's, he's not going to be the top guy in that, that bracket in group B, but like, we'll get some points. He'll be middle of the road. Nope. He'll get 10 points. I didn't say that. <laughs> I had him. At, I believe I had Long him at, <laughs> yeah, I believe I had him at six points. Um, he finished with exactly as many as I thought. So yeah, yeah, I had him at six points. He got four. Um, and yeah, uh, it exi- He existed in this tournament, and that's why he's my least valuable player. Uh, I'm just gonna be honest with you. Yoshihashi was on my short list of MVP potential. Oof, so, you're okay. insane, and I I think um, you're insane for that too. I well, we'll talk I don't it. agree with Ryan's either. So. We will talk about it. I on think the he next was point. just perfectly in the middle for me. We will talk about it in our next point, which is the breakout star of the G1. Uh, who starts me? This off I'll start us? off. Okay, uh, go. For and it. I want Will Osprey. And a lot of people say, "Oh, how, why would you pick him? He's the everybody knows he's the best wrestler in the world." Well, to me, I don't know he's a good wrestler. I've just heard that he's a good wrestler. So this is my first time actually seeing Will Osprey, aside from his match against Romu. At Wrestle Kingdom, which was great, but her, I know Hiromu is a great wrestler, so you know, you can't just give credit to Osprey to that. And yeah, Osprey definitely lived up to the hype of being one of the best in the world. He was great all tournament. Every match he had was really good. And but the main reason I chose him is that he really proved he can hang with the heavyweights, um, which is something that he hasn't really had a chance to do too much. And now he has, and now he's going to have his. His own faction, which is huge. Obviously, they see a lot in him, and I can see why he's, you know, he's got a, he's really good as like a smarmy, cocky wrestler. So I think it's going to be good. And uh, I want to say my honorable mention here I liked Juice's performance a lot. Uh, he's got a lot of charisma. His matches weren't always the best, but he delivered and he had a couple that were really, really good. And I could see a big future for him as well. Uh, I'll go, yeah. uh, breakout out star for me. Um, uh, if I'm going with uh, my honorable mention, my honorable mention would be Juice as well. Mm-hmm. I thought he was just fantastic. Um, and I think that, uh, what was it, uh, night 18 when they were talking about how this was the first G1 of Juice's four G1s that he's been in, that he was completely healthy through the entire time. I think that definitely helped why he was so solid this tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, because like if you're, you're going into a long ass tournament, you're, and you're not a hundred percent healthy. Uh, you're not going to have the best matches. Um, but that wasn't an issue this year with firm. So good job. And I'm assuming he'll have uh, a good run in the uh, world tag league. Um, my breakout star was Jeff Cobb. I be- I did not think that Jeff Cobb was going to have a, a very good or as good of a G1 as he did. Um, I was expecting very middle of the road. I wasn't expecting him to be in the top half of uh, A block like he did. Um, and like he had some really, really, really good matches in this tournament, um, which... Like I hadn't, I hadn't really like gotten that vibe from him. Just watching the few matches of Jeff Cobb that I had, um, and yeah, I think that like 
commentary kept on pointing out or English commentary kept on pointing out um, that it looked like he had motivation this year. Uh, he had worked out the kinks of being nervous in front of the fans and everything. Uh, I thought that he just really, really, really was on like a really solid playing field. Uh, and he hung, he hung with the best of them. So if he it did officially sign with New Japan, like everybody is saying, uh, I think he made the right choice, and I see really good things in this man's future. Okay. Uh, Joseph? Um, yeah, so everyone mentioned their, uh, you know, their notable mentions. Um, mine would be Yoshihashi. Um, I really just really think he has had a solid year altogether. Um, so that's why I would choose him. But if we're going to go, I'm going to go with my breakout would be also Will Ospreay. I, I absolutely agree with Rob. Mm -hmm. Um, he definitely proved that he can hang with the heavyweights. Um, and I mean, he's gearing up to lead a big heel faction. It looks like, and, uh, I think he's like a natural here, like a natural heel. Cause he has that, like, like Rob said, he has that, that cocky, like, uh, you know, that cocky character to him. Um, and yeah, I think there's gonna be big things for him in this. Um, so we'll see how that goes, but, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Osprey G one breakout. <clears throat> My G one <laughs> breakout star, undeniably, there was no other choice for me. 100%. Get him out of here. Had to be. Get him out of here. Yoshihashi, I absolutely wow. enjoyed this man throughout this tournament. I, as somebody who I is actively shat, Pat say this. as somebody who is actively shat on Yoshihashi, literally before Rob and Joey even watched New Japan, I feel like they the two thing like the one thing they knew about New Japan is that I hated this guy <laughs> named Yoshihashi. I would frequently send pictures of him in our group chat just to trigger Pat. So, um, so my my disdain for Yoshihashi as a wrestler has existed for basically since I started watching New Japan. I never really got him. I never enjoyed his matches when he was in G1's prior years. I always didn't care for his matches and thought they were pretty dumb and boring. Yeah. And this year, I thought he really turned it around. Um, he had a few matches that I actually <laughs> considered putting on my uh, five for best Tournament. Oh, he didn't even sniff the top. Thank you. He didn't even sniff the top like fifteen for me, probably. But um, you know, he's. I thought he had a pretty I, uh, good performance in the tournament. Well, to each their own. Um, we all, I'm assuming, have a different five, so I, I, uh, should be interesting. We'll see. Um, but Yoshihashi, I thought, really stole the show for me in terms of just saying, "Hey, I'm here. I can hang with everybody." And he hung. He did. Uh, he had some great performances throughout. Uh, he really has kind of fell into this really solid underdog role um, where, at least for me, he Bless makes you. me, oh, my God, this man's dying over here. Ah, thank you. Um, Sorry. But he, uh, he's he got me on his side. I really want to see Yoshihashi win in these big matches, and uh, you'll love to see it. Unfortunately, Yoshihashi did not do well in the wins department, but performance-wise, I absolutely loved Yoshihashi throughout the tournament. Hey, Pat. Uh, Yoshihashi double champ question mark wait <laughs> oh uh, I'm still holding out for my hope that we will see the two titles split up and eventually we will see evil get the IC title and I would love to see Yoshihashi be the person to take it off evil after evil's reign 
Um, we'll I just think that they have a they have really solid chemistry, which is not what I expected to hear um, going into this tournament. Um, and so I would like to see that. Um, so hopefully we do get that. But we'll move on uh, to our fake out, which is, again, most disappointing uh, person that we have. Uh, Ryan, you can start us off for this one, buddy. Uh, yeah. Uh, so most disappointing, I don't even have a, a person or honorable mention in my head. Uh, I'm actually going to just throw it out there. Uh, Kenta. Um, wow. as my, as my honorable mention, uh, just because, okay. uh, he had some, he, oh. he, yeah, he had some very, uh, I don't have an honorable mention either. I can't yeah, think of anybody he else. Had, he had some very just mediocre matches. Uh, and like, I didn't even realize that he had as many wins as he did at the end of the tournament. Oh, like, me it just, either. It felt like he lost almost all his matches. Yeah, I feel me. the same way. Like, at one point, like, when they said that he had finished with, what, eight or ten points? Felt, I, I think it was ten. Yeah. I was like, I thought he had four points. Um, I thought he was, like, hanging with Yoshihashi at the bottom of the barrel. Um, but my G1 fake out has to be Minoru Suzuki. Um, I thought I, I was kind of in the same boat as Pat, just not as high, uh, thinking that because he was the open weight champion, that this man would, uh, be like winning more. I had him getting a lot of points too. And nope, that's not what happened in this tournament. This, this tournament was all about him not getting points. Um, he didn't have like, th- there was, he had some very solid matches. I'm not going to s- say that he didn't. Um, but he also had some matches that like just didn't do anything for me. Like, uh, him versus Okada was like, it was a match that existed. I didn't think it was that great. Um, and him versus Taichi was really good. Uh, him versus Yudro, I don't remember. Uh, so I can't like back up Rob's thing about that being, uh, a awful match. Um, him versus Shingo was really good. Um, him versus Cobb was really good. Um, but other than that, I can't remember much from his this tournament. Uh, Um, okay, that's fair, Joseph. I already know who you're saying, uh, saying, but go for it. Um, so this is just my opinion, and And I think you're crazy. I mean, it's just my opinion. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, Okada. Um, I really expected more out of him. Um, it's not even that he's had any bad matches, per se, besides the Yujiro match, which was god-awful. Um, it's just the fact that the money clip. The money clip really sucked the life and air out of a bunch of his matches because he just like always desperately went for it, I feel like. And um, there was just times where the crowd was like, I feel like they were like, you know, out of it too because of the money clip. Um, And my prediction was right. We did not see the Rainmaker this tournament, like I predicted, um, which is also pretty notable. Um, But yeah, so that's really my reasoning behind why I think Okada is my uh, fake out because I, he's like probably arguably the best wrestler in the world uh, to a lot of people. And I just, you know, expected more out of him. 
Uh, yeah, I'd be lying to say I uh, I didn't really consider Okada on here. Um, Okada is my honorable mention because of pretty much everything Joey said. I share the exact same sentiments. The only thing that saves Okada is his final three matches in this tournament, starting off with Jeff Cobb, uh, Shingo, and then Ishii. Um, I really just uh, nope. Those you know, weren't his three matches. Those, those weren't his final, final three. What, what are his final- Shingo, well, some Ishii, of his final three. and then Osprey, which were all great. Oh, uh, not the Osprey match. The Osprey match was great. Um, it was great, but it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't on the same it, level as his other. Yeah, ones. it wasn't on the same. level. I thought it was better than Ishii. Um, but. Ishii, Shingo, and uh, Cobb were the big ones for me. Um, I that one, I didn't bro. like that one that much. I don't think I loved that. Match. I thought that was amazing. Um, so. If he did not have the performances he had in those, Osprey or not Osprey, Okada would uh, Okada would be getting my uh, fake out. I just again, as somebody who's loved Okada for years, this tournament did really nothing for me. Uh, in a year where I really don't care about Okada because he's doing some dumb shit with his money clip, uh, I, I just I just really don't care. Um, but he uh, his match with Tai Chi was also really good. So. Uh, you know, Okada didn't have a terrible tournament. I was just disappointed in him. So, oh well. My fake out will be going to Hiroki Goto as somebody who actually is a pretty big Goto fan. Uh, I don't know what was up with him this tournament, if he's nursing an injury or what. But uh, aside from his match with Yoshihashi uh, and obviously the big surprise win over uh, Yano, the quickest match in G1 history, I, I really did not care about Goto this tournament at all. Um, he he was literally just a guy for me. Again, his his match with Yoshihashi loved it. Absolutely great stuff. Everything else in this tournament, I don't really remember. I thought his match with Naito was probably Naito's worst match of the tournament. Um, and that's saying something because Naito had some phenomenal matches, and so to be like Naito's one like okay match, uh, kind of says something. So. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed in how Goto performed this tournament, but again, he did, he was taped up pretty heavily, so I don't know if he's legit nursing an injury. I mean, or yeah, the they did point out that him. he, you know, potentially got injured in the very first night. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, so if that's the case, then at least it's understandable, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Goto for my most disappointing. Uh, and for me, it's Kenta, because like Ryan said, uh, he had 10 points, so we didn't even realize it. It felt like he had like four. Uh, and also, like, I don't think he was terrible. I don't think he had, like, awful matches. He had a couple that were, like, meh at best. Uh, but he didn't impress me at all. And most people hype him up to be this great, great wrestler. And for the most part, he doesn't live up to that hype for me, personally. Um, I don't know. I just, he never really has done anything for me, even as a day with Tommy in NXT. And I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, I did have a hard time with with this one because honestly, I thought everybody that I expected to do well did. Obviously, I didn't think Goto did very well, or I didn't have any expectations for Jeff Cobb or Yoshihashi, so I didn't even consider them for this because I thought they both did all right. Uh, yeah, fair enough. All right, and our big final one here. We each have our five matches, our top five of the tournament. Do we all have them numbered? No, or? no. Mine are in. I no? Okay, so we'll just go through it. 
Um, so these are not numbered, so we'll just go through, um, and we'll, if we share similarities, we'll talk about them. Uh, do we want to do it where we go one by one? No, or just do all do we, five. We'll do okay. Uh, Joey, you're the only person who hasn't started, so Joey, you need to start us off. Oh buddy. boy, so just say all my fives? Yeah, okay. just give us your so fives, and if you want to say anything order. about them. Yeah, I'll, something brief. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Evil versus Yoshihashi is up there. Um, I feel like, uh... They had the match that they were supposed to have at, in the uh, New Japan Cup, but you know, unfortunately, Yoshihashi got injured, so that match was very quick. Um, but they, I feel like they tore it down, and they feel like they had good chemistry. Um, my next one is Jay White versus Will Ospreay. Um, I thought this told like a really good story. Um, they are they have really good chemistry as well, and um, yeah, like like I said. Um, wasn't like the greatest wrestling match, but the story it told like was phenomenal. I think um, my next one uh, again, not in any order is Naito versus Tanahashi. Um, I feel like if I were to put anything up top, it would be this. Um, this was definitely probably my match of the tournament. Um I mean, they absolutely delivered. Um, I, I know that the guys would probably agree with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Um, <clears throat> next one is Sonata versus Tanahashi. Um, this also had another good story to it. Um, basically, Sonata needed this win to stay alive in this match, and it literally went down. Like, I think it was like... It was like two 20, minutes. It was 28-30-something, yeah. something, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it literally I legit thought came they were going to draw. Yeah, like, he literally needed this match to stay alive in the tournament. Yeah. Um, and Tanahashi had nothing to lose because he mm-hmm. was already out. But so and it really, you know, really showed Tanahashi's, you know, his his grit to, you know, really come up, uh, overcome that. Um, and then my next one is Kota Ibushi versus uh, Suzuki. Um, they absolutely killed each other. And uh, I love violence. So uh, Fair enough. It, it was really good. <laughs> That one barely just didn't make my top five. That was really good, though. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's my five. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, my five. I will go through this. Ishii versus Shingo. I'm always a fan of Haas fights. Uh, I love Ishii. He's my MVP. Shingo was also somebody who I thought really killed at this tournament, despite not getting many points. Um and Shingo has really been a standout in 2020 for New Japan and also in 2019 mm-hmm. for New Japan. Um, so uh, Shingo and Ishii is my first match here. I, again, love both guys, and I love big sweaty men hitting each other. So mm. uh, love to see it. Uh, Okada and Shingo. Uh, I thought this was Okada's best match of the tournament. Uh, this was really him after having – I mean, I, again, love the Jeff Cobb match, but this was like a really like – this was a typical Okada match. Sadly, with the money clip also thrown in. Uh, thrown in. I think they did it um, the it best like, in this one, though. Yeah, I absolutely agree. This was the best the money clip looked, and it was definitely the best usage of it. Um, and especially having Goto, or not Goto, Shingo in the money clip and how the match ended with him in it, uh, I thought was a very effective way to have the money clip. And we also got... Uh, I, I do like the money clip. I, I don't like the money clip still, but when he does like the, when he has the money clip in and then he drops him on the back breaker mm-hmm. and then holds him yeah. down on the ground with the money clip, I think that is a more effective way. And I like that a little yeah. bit more. Um, so I will say that, but Okada and Shingo tore, tore it down like crazy. Seriously. Yeah. 
Um, Sonata and Tanahashi. Uh, I also I think Tanahashi had a pretty solid tournament match wise, um, and I thought this was both he and Sonata's best matches of the tournament. Uh, actually, you know what? No, that's that's a lie. Uh, we'll talk. I, I don't know why I said that because I have Tanahashi in another match, but Sonata and Tanahashi. This was Sonata's. We best know match which one it is, Pat. Don't worry. Yeah, um, Sonata. This was Sonata's best match of the tournament, in my opinion. I did like this more than uh, actually. I actually did like this more than. Um, Sonata and Ibushi. Uh, I thought this was great stuff. Um, while obviously Ibushi and Sonata had the big near falls, um, I just enjoyed this one more. I thought the pacing was a little bit better. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Yoshihashi and Evil. Uh, I have gushed about this match all tournament long. I absolutely adored this from both guys. It's one of my favorite Evil match. Probably my favorite Evil singles match I've ever seen. And without a doubt, is my favorite Yoshihashi match um, for a singles match. The, absolutely killed it. Uh, Dick Togo played his role perfectly here. Yeah. Yoshihashi fighting out of the Garrett was great. Too uh, much. It really looked like <laughs> the near falls were also really good here. Uh, Yoshihashi felt like he was going to win this at times and played underdog so well. Uh, and I honestly thought Yoshihashi was going to get it, and sadly he didn't. And it, it was an emotional thing. I was, like, really invested. Um, so, yeah, Yoshihashi and Evil. And then... What I will say is my favorite match of the tournament, <clears throat> Naito and Tanahashi. Uh, I thought this was both guys' best tournament match. Um, I know I said Sonata was with Tanahashi, but that was a mistake for me. Naito and Tanahashi, one of my favorite matches of the year overall. And this was on night two of the tournament, so that set the whole G1 up for some pretty, bi- uh, pretty big boots to fill. And for the most part, the tournament really did live up to it. Um, obviously, they didn't top it, but it, it was consistent throughout with some really great matches. Um, and Naito and Tanahashi, again, like I said, one of my matches of the year. Both guys put in excellent performances. And uh, I would also give an honorable mention to Naito versus Zack Sabre Jr., which was also really, really good stuff. Uh, again, Naito is also a potential MVP for the tournament. He had some really great matches with pretty much everybody in his block. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah, the top overall time. That Ever. is true. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to kick off mine with solidarity and say that my favorite match of the whole tournament was also Naito versus Tanahashi. Like the other two said, uh, what, a, and it was on night two. So like mm-hmm. expectations raised the bar real high, but the tournament lived up. So, uh, yeah, same reasons as those guys. It was fantastic. If you're going to have to watch any single match from the tournament, that's the one to watch. Uh, I have also, I'm surprised no one else has said this, Ibushi and Taichi from Night 17. That was, what a match. They just kicked each other the entire match, but it was somehow one of the best matches of the year, in my opinion, so far. So, what a match they had. Um... Then I have Jay White and Ishii, also from Night 17. Another, what was great about this is Jay White seemed like, it seemed like Jay White was going to win the block. All he had to do was get through Ishii, who didn't have a lot of wins. Seemed like a no-brainer, right? Nope. Ishii wins in a barn burner. Uh, really, He was like the underdog in this match, and it was really great. It was really fun to watch. Uh, I also have Okada versus Shingo. Like Pat said, I thought it was really well done. Even the money clip stuff didn't really uh, hold the match down. And Shingo is amazing. (laughs) Okada's amazing. So what a match. And then finally, I have Ibushi and Shingo. Um, Just yeah, another great match between two great wrestlers. I don't really have a lot to say about these. So if you haven't seen them, go watch them. 
All right, and closing us out, Ryan. Yep. Uh, so my match of the tournament is Tanahashi versus Naito as well. Yes, um, all four. Yeah. Uh, I I can't really say much other than it. It was fantastic. Um. Also, Abushi uh, versus Tanahashi for me, or er, not Abushi versus Tanahashi. Abushi versus Taichi. Uh, for me, mm-hmm. um, I thought that was fantastic um, to see two guys going at it with literally just kicks, 158 kicks uh, in basically 20 minutes. Um, that's just insanity. Um, and it's crazy to think that these guys were willing to put their legs through uh, that kind of punishment. It was um, nuts. Yeah. Um, uh, Okada versus Shingo. Uh, this was my favorite Okada match of the tournament. It was also my favorite Shingo match of the tournament. I just thought it was just absolute brilliance by these two. Uh, and it just went to show again why I think uh, Shingo is arguably a top five talent in New Japan. Um, he sold the money clip like he was actually dying, um, which, you know, Considering I think the hold looks stupid, um, he made it look believable. Um, Ibushi versus uh, Suzuki I have on here. Uh, This was uh, just very violent. Um, I know Meltzer said that it was... was will go down as one of the greatest G1 matches of all time. I don't think that's the case. Uh, like I, I know me and Rob both said that uh, it's not even the best match of this tournament. Um, no. But this was a really fantastic match. Um, it was cringy at times just because of how hard they were hitting each other. Um, and, you know, Abushi's just... Everybody knows that Ibushi has a neck injury, and he was just taking shots to the neck and head uh, throughout this match, um, which is why it's a little bit lower for me and, why, like I said, why it was a little cringy uh, at times. Um, but it was really good nonetheless. And finally, uh, Tetsuya Naito versus Saber uh, was just fantastic. Um Saber is arguably one of the best technicians in the world of wrestling. Um, he'll probably go down as one of the best of all time, I think. Um, and Naito, uh, this was honestly, Naito deserves a special award here just for the. Like, I think we all knew going into this tournament that Naito is just very special uh, when it comes to wrestling. Um, I don't think anybody saw Naito having the tournament that he did where he just blew away the record for longest G1. Um, And I felt like in every match that Naito had, he made sure to try to put the other guy over at different points. Oh, definitely. Uh, And Sabre, I felt like, got one of the better rubs out of it. Uh, He might have lost, but he still looked fantastic um and i was i was actually flip this was a toss-up match 
between this and uh, Naito versus Juice, just again because of how well it helped Juice. Uh, just like in this case, I felt like it, how well it helps Saber. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Um, does anybody have anything else they want to add on about the G1? Uh, Rob and Joey, this was your first G1 experience completely. Ryan has seen G1 matches um, before and the finals, but uh, this was your guys' first experience with the G1. So, Oh, it was awesome. Uh, it's definitely long. And some of the matches aren't good, but that's okay. Uh, it was well worth watching. Uh, I'm definitely going to keep watching G1s. I'm really looking forward to Wrestle Kingdom now after this and to see what goes on. So I think uh, I like how unpredictable it is. Like we all had different people win it. Well, you know, we had two different winners, neither of whom even made the finals. So that makes it really interesting, I think. So, uh, yeah, really, I really like how well, how they do it. I think it's very well done. Joseph, anything? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely loved it. Um, I definitely see why it's regarded as the best tournament in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, it def- Like Rob said, it's definitely a stretch. It's definitely uh, long. And uh, But each night, like each time, like, like each day I watched it, it didn't feel like a chore. Like I didn't get tired of it and it didn't feel like a chore. Um, I did enjoy like basically every night um i mean of course in like a tournament like in in like any promotion there's gonna be matches that you know are not gonna be the best you know not every match is gonna be five stars um but yeah i thought it was a great first experience and uh i can't wait for more um i can't wait for uh the best of the super juniors uh oh i I totally forgot about that yeah will be our second tournament and then oh well and world tag league because that's together right yep yes Yes, yeah, that so is indeed together. Not quite as exciting as the G1, but I think it'll still be fun. Yeah. yeah, like I said, I'm just interested to see, you know, the tag teams that will be formed and, you know, the juniors that will be uh, joining the tournament and all that stuff. So it's it's, uh, it's interesting stuff. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, all right. So let us take this moment to address how we will be moving forward with New Japan as we look to the new schedule that we have. Uh, since, again, we've had... A significant amount of shows for New Japan uh, as of late. And rightfully so. Again, these New Japan G1 reviews have done the best numbers for the podcast as a whole entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much every episode. <laughs> uh, our predictions video, or not a predictions video, our predictions podcast is still our most listened to podcast. And at pretty much every night of the tournament has surpassed every other episode we've done. <laughs> so people really seem to like this. So we'll continue with New Japan moving forward. Uh, our first show on the road to power struggle is October 23rd, which is this coming Friday. Uh, depending on the card, maybe we'll do a review for that. Um, but uh, then we have uh, November 2nd, which is uh, Sunday, is the next road to power struggle. And then Monday, November 2nd, is road to power struggle. And then Saturday, November 7th, is power struggle. I don't know how we're going to do this, but we'll figure out what we're which doing. Which is also the same day as full um, gear, correct? Yes. Yes, that's what so. I was saying. Because we, so we'll have full gear. We'll probably do them as separate shows, just because uh, that's two separate kind of audience mentality. Yeah, that's what I. Well, it's a lot, and also I just I've been trying to organize things so we don't have doubled up stuff because I know that everybody doesn't watch the same wrestling, and so I don't want to like 
I don't want to have some like, – also, for, for ease of me, I don't feel like doing timestamps to tell people where to listen to whatever they need to hear. So yeah. uh, just keeping them separate. It also has shorter podcasts for us rather than sitting down to do like a yeah. two-hour thing. And also I feel like um, to listen to, it's a lot – it can be a chore to listen to a two-hour podcast, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, we will be doing Power Struggle – and uh, full gear for AEW separately, but we will have reviews for both of those shows. And then after that, the best of the Super Juniors and World Tag League kick off on uh, November 15th and go through December 6th. And then the finals take place, I believe, on December 11th. Um, So we will be covering all of that. We'll probably do predictions for both tournaments together Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll figure out how we're doing that. But... Uh, yeah, I'm assuming we will get announcements for who is in this around the time of power struggle at the beginning of November. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. And as soon as we get a breakdown of who's in this thing, we will do a prediction show for that and that will come out. So please follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We will post updates in regards to when these things are happening, when we're doing our reviews and, and all that stuff. Uh, when, that happens. Uh, we want to thank you all for joining us for this G1 Climax season. We hope you have enjoyed the coverage. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And join us next year again for the G1. This is probably going to be a yearly thing. And we will continue to cover New Japan. Again, we're covering a Power Struggle, World Tag League, Best of the Super Juniors. And we will 100% sure have reviews for both Knights of Wrestle Kingdom. So... Exciting stuff if you're a New Japan fan. Plenty of content. AEW's full gears coming up. We'll have reviews for that. Uh, we'll have. I don't. We, I don't know if we'll have a review for uh, Hell in a Cell. We'll have a review for Bound for Glory, and we probably will have a review for Survivor Series as well as whenever the next Takeover is. Um, so plenty of wrestling reviews, and as always, we'll have our weekly shows of Dynamite and Impact on Tuesday and Wednesday, respectively. So subscribe to the podcast uh, again. Just as a reminder, Apple. Uh, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, TuneIn, Breaker, Overcast, and Google Play. So plenty of options to listen to. Subscribe wherever you want. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, That's going to be the end of this show. So I'll toss it to everybody. They can say their goodbyes. Uh, Rob, you can go last since you're the champion. You can send us off. Uh, So Ryan, Joey, and then I will go. So Ryan. Bye. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah. um, Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Appreciate everybody listening. I hope you've enjoyed the uh, coverage, as I said before. And don't forget to subscribe. Feels good to be the champ. And thanks. Love you. Bye. Oh, and one more thing. Um, Shout out to Sedan and Saudi Arabia as our newest uh, listeners. Oh, yeah, true. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, last night we found out that we've been listened to in two more countries. Sudan and Saudi Arabia have joined the list. Uh, Since I have to be the last laugh, uh, I'm just going to say shout out to Christine Applegate.